Okay, so we are now doing Thursday's portion of Toldos. Thursday is a very special day, Rosh Chodesh Kislev, the first day of the month of redemption, the day we celebrate of the Rebbe's health, very special energies. So on Wednesday's portion, on Tuesday and Wednesday's portion, we were reading of the trials and tribulations of Isaac and how he was suffering from the place where he was living, which is in a sense in Israel, but not like the rest of Israel, called Gerar. Um, and the king there, Avimelech, and, they, and he was becoming so rich and so powerful that everyone was getting jealous of him. And Avimelech said, like, please leave. Like, you're way too rich. You got so rich off of our backs. Like, leave. And he leaves. And then even there, he digs wells, and they argue, and he digs wells, and they argue. And finally, he moved even further away. And then, lo and behold, Avimelech comes and says, oh, let's be friends. And Isaac is like, oh, hello, what's this, let's be friends? You, you guys really didn't treat me well. How, well, like, what's going on? So then we're friends? And Avimelech said, you know, we didn't do anything bad to you. Even when we asked you to leave, we didn't hurt you. We didn't rob you. We didn't assault you. We just said to leave. And we really want to make this covenant, this treaty between us, because we see how much God is with you. We see you're blessed by God. So continuing today, we're in chapter 26, verse 30. So Isaac made them a feast, and they ate and drank. Then they woke early in the morning and swore to one another. Then Isaac saw them off, and they went from him in peace. But in other words, they did make this treaty that Avimelech wanted. It was on the very day that Isaac's servants came and told him about the well they had dug. And they said to him, we have found water. And he named it Shiva. And therefore, they named the city as Be'er Sheva until this very day. Shiva, why do you call it Shiva? So Rashi says, because Shiva is an, means an oath. And they made this treaty affirming it with an oath. Now, of course, to us, it would be like lots and lots of verses talking about wells. and like, what do we care? This well gets dug. Argument, this well gets dug. Argument, this well gets dug. No argument. But all these things were very, very spiritually significant. And previously, the three wells with the argument to argument and then peace symbolized the first temple in its destruction, the second temple in its destruction, and the third eternal temple. So just as you might know of Abraham who served God by his guests, and Jacob, who served God by taking sticks and peeling them in certain ways, by Isaac, this whole digging the well saga is really indicative and very spiritual and relating to the service of God. Last verse in this chapter, when Asa was 40 years old, he took as a wife Yehudis, the daughter of Eri Hachiti, and Basmas, the daughter of Elon Hachiti. And Sorry, second last verse. But then the last verse is, and they were uh, a bitter spirit for Isaac and Rebekah. So Rashi says, and this idea of Asa when he's 40 taking these two women, is that Asa is like a swine, like a pig. Why? Because the swine, there are two signs of a kosher animal. Choose its cud and has split hooves. And all animals either don't do either, or have both signs, which means they're kosher. But there are three animals that have one sign and not the other. Four animals, I'm sorry. 
three of the four animals chew their cud but don't have split hooves, so they're not kosher. And the swine, the pig, has split hooves but doesn't chew its cud. So if you think of the pig, the swine, lying down in the mud, he like stretches out his hooves as if to say, look, look, I'm kosher. Because he has split hooves. But he's not kosher because he doesn't chew his cud. So this is like Asa. Why is this like Asa? Because Asa is like so evil and like the swine, he's like, look, look, I'm so kosher. So for 40 years, Asaph would take women and violate them. And then when he's 40, he's like, oh, my father got married when he was 40. I'm going to get married also. Now his father spent 40 years in purity and chastity and then got married. Asaph spent 40 years committing adultery. But he's being just like his father. He got married when he was 40. Um, and it says these women were caused a bitter spirit to Isaac and Rebekah, which Rashi explained means like a rebellion against someone's spirit, because everything they did created such anguish for Isaac and Rebekah because they worshipped idols. Oh, <coughs> even though they too originally tried to pretend they were holy, as you could see, one of these women's name is Yehudis. I mean, her original name obviously was Yehudis. She named herself Yehudith to, to imply, oh, I'm rejecting idolatry, I'm accepting God. Um, but it wasn't true. <laughs> they didn't. And here they were in the house of Isaac and Rebecca and serving idols. So the next chapter, the next verse, we get into a very, very significant uh, incident in this Parsha, which is Isaac deciding he wants to bless Asa and Rebecca, finding out of this, did everything she could for Jacob to steal those blessings instead. There's a lot of deep ideas here, and I don't know how far we'll get to. So it says that when Isaac became old and his eyes were dimmed, and he summoned Asa, his older son, and said, My son. And he responded, here I am. So his eyes were dim. So the question is, what do you mean his eyes were dim? I mean, in those days, just because you're old, your body didn't weaken. So what does it mean his eyes were dim? It's, it actually says in the Midrash that it used to be, in, in the original times, people were completely healthy and perfect, then suddenly, boom, they died. And Abraham came along and said, well, this is no good because there's no signs of impending death. There's no time to repent. So he prayed to God that people should start looking old so they would have some forewarning and repent. And that's what happened, starting with Abraham. Isaac prayed that there should be sickness before death. So when someone gets old, there's a sickness to give them a sign, a reminder call to repent, which is here as we see that Isaac here went blind. And Jacob prayed that even during a person's lifetime, there should be these sicknesses, these warning signs to bring someone to repent that Jacob experienced. So the fact that his eyes became dim, that he went blind, not just, okay, an old man and these things happen. No, it didn't happen. He's the first one that it happened to. So what's going on? So actually gives three answers. Either... Of course, a very uh, 
strong tool of pshat, literal learning, is what we call smichos haparshias, to show how the groups of thought are interconnected. So if I'm discussing here in the previous verse, uh, Asaph taking these women and these women giving Isaac and Rebecca such pain because of their idolatry, it makes so much sense, it's so logical following that flow of thought that the, their, the smoke of their incense is causing blindness to Isaac. That's why it's first. It has a very strong shot, literal meaning strength because it connects to the previous concept. But you could have a question on it. And the question is, wait a minute. Rebecca is breathing in this smell and the scent and the smoke of this idolatrous incense. So shouldn't she go blind the same way? So therefore, she gives another answer, which is no, because by Isaac, his eyes were pre-weakened, meaning Rebecca and Isaac are both getting this idolatrous smoke in their eyes is obviously hurting them so much but Isaac goes blind and Rebecca doesn't because Isaac's eyes were pre-weakened. When were they weakened? It says that when he was bound upon the altar and his father was about to slaughter him the angels in heaven were crying and their tears went into Isaac's eyes and that's why he became blind and Rebecca didn't. But then a person could question this and say wait a minute, it's not fair <laughs> you know here he's suffering anyway with these women with their idolatry. And when he was on the altar and giving himself up to God, the angels are crying and that should mess him up. Like, that doesn't make sense, God. Why would that hurt him? So therefore, Rashi gives the third answer that Isaac should be blind and therefore not be able to see the difference between Jacob and Asaph. And Jacob should be able to take the blessings. So even though we could say, wait, that's not fair, but God's saying, yeah, I have a master plan, and the master plan, this is exactly what needs to be. It's exactly what I want. We see how all three answers of Rashi here flow and complement each other and answer our issues on the various answers. So Isaac says to Esau, see, I have aged. I know not the day of my death. So Rashi's like, what are we going to talk about the day of your death for? Rashi explains that if a person comes within five years of the passing of either parent, he should be focused that this could be his time. Five years before, or five years after. So, at this point, Isaac is 123 years old. And <clears throat> his mother passed away when she was 127. So, that means he's now within five years of his mother's passing. So that's what he said. I don't know the day of my death, meaning maybe I'm going to pass away in this, you know, 10-year range of my mother or my father. Now, his father passed away at 175, and Isaac, exactly following the soul, passed away at 180, exactly five years after the age of his father's passing. So he got the maximum, his father who lived... So 175 and five years later, 180. But he doesn't know. Now he's 123. He's within five years of his mother's passing. Maybe this is now my time. 
this was right at his birthday because as we're going to read in the portion, Isaac was born here at the Erev Pesach and or Pesach itself. And this is, we know that this is actually the day, this is now Erev Pesach because it explains later that when Jacob is taking the two goats, one of the goats he takes is to offer a carbon Pesach. So this is literally by his birthday, and he's like, okay, ding, ding, this is the time. Maybe now I'm supposed to leave this world. I, I, I need to prepare. I need to bless my children. So Esav, I'm sorry, so Isaac says to Esav, please now sharpen your sword and your bow and go out to the field and catch game for me. Rashi says, now sharpen, he explains, saw means to sharpen, and he gives a, a proof. And then we have a question, why is Isaac telling to Esau to sharpen his knife? So this is very interesting, because Isaac trusted Esau's shrita, because Isaac is saying, sharpen your knife and slaughter well, because I want you to kill this animal for me, and I should eat it. Obviously, I don't want to eat something that's not slaughtered the best ritual way. And if a knife blade has an imperfection, then that it's not kosher, a kosher slaughtering. So Isaac is asking Asaph to slaughter his knife so he can kill the animal in a way that it's kosher shrita, so Isaac can eat it. It's very interesting because here we see on one hand he's trusting Asaph's slaughtering, which is very interesting. We also see that he understood Asaph was not. Uh, a perfectly righteous person because if Asa was so saintly he wouldn't have to worry that his knife wasn't sharp enough. Which again leads could lead to the, the, the crux of the, there are a few essence questions in this section and one is here if Asa obviously knows I'm sorry, if Isaac knows Asa isn't as holy as Jacob who was perfectly saintly and holy why in the world did he want to give him the blessings and Jacob had to steal them? And there are myriads, myriads of answers to that question. Going the whole gamut of, he understood he was a little ignorant maybe. He wasn't like his brother Jacob, the scholar, but he really thought he's the firstborn and he deserves these blessings. All the way to, he saw his soul's energies, which were from the world of chaos, the world of Tohu. And they were so powerful, so through the blessings, he was trying to enable him to tap into these powerful energies and utilize them for God. Two answers, like he saw his wickedness, and he hoped these blessings would impact him and change him, that he would become righteous. Two, he knew he would never be righteous, he would never be a Jacob, and he understood Jacob was the father of the Jewish people, and these blessings that he's giving Esau have nothing to do with that. The inheritance of Israel, being God's chosen nation, the Jewish people, all that he knew was going to be Jacob's. But he was blessing Esau to have physical wealth and power because he felt if Jacob was going to be the Holy One, which obviously he was, he didn't want Esau to be just like all the other nations of the world. So he thought, I'm going to give you all these blessings of physical power and wealth and strength and political might, and then you'll be able to support and protect your brother Jacob both because he couldn't envision Jacob, the holy, saintly scholar, actually dealing with the world, and 
handling it. And because this way, Asa will have a relationship to godliness. If he won't be a scholar and the saint himself, he'll be supporting one. Like we know later, we speak of two brothers from the 12 tribes, Yisachar and Zvulun, and Zvulun supported Yisachar. Yisachar sits and learns, and Zvulun's a businessman. So Asa will be the businessman, and he'll support Jacob. But of course, the problem in this whole beautiful vision is Asa had no desire to support Jacob. And as we see historically, when Asa, when the Romans, our descendants of Asa, when Amalek, a sense of Asa, when they had power, they just used it to harm the Jewish people. They didn't use it to protect and support the Jewish people. So many, many different versions of all of whom agreed that he knew that Jacob was saintly. That's not the question. But did he know his evil to a certain degree? Maybe this has nothing to do with evil. Maybe he knew he was going into the world and he wanted to give him strength to deal with the world. All different answers on why in the world would Isaac want to bless Asa over Jacob. But ultimately, it is what God wanted. And why would God want it? Because now Jacob could take these blessings and have what's coming to him naturally, the land of Israel and being God's chosen people, plus all these additional blessings that would never be his lot, but he absorbed because they were just in phrase of any children. We're going to have to end here. We did not get too far in these Rashi's with his sort of a general overview on this perplexing incident.